good people who have traveled from villages near and far. Lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee Tuna? Bumblebee Tuna! Hello, S-Man Tooth. Hello, Evening News Team. You are now listening to another edition of Movie Review Crew. Welcome to the Goody Room. Their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. All right, welcome in, everybody. This is another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Mike Lukes, and joining me is Shane Cronikin. How's it going? And Matt McNeil. What's up? All right, guys, so to start today's episode, uh, say it with me. Whose house? His house. Shane's house. Wait. Needs better internet. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So what what episode was that? Shane, what was the last Uh, episode that you were on? uh, It was the the werewolf one, the the wolf of Snow Hollow. That's right. And, And I kept trying to get out the sentence of the amazing imagery and how awesome that scene was where, where you just see the car backlit by the moon and the werewolf slowly stands up and he's about 18 feet tall and how impressive that was. And I tried about 14 times. And we kept having to stop and like, all right, give him a minute. It'll connect. Yeah. Oh, it was all I wanted to talk about was the movie That's and so the werewolf and, and it just did not work. Yes. So hopefully we got some better internet uh, listeners. If Shane pops in and out or you hear some stuff, just give it some time. Maybe keep the episode going. Maybe it'll, <laughs> maybe it'll correct itself. Just send him all of the hate mail. Yes. Right. Yes. Speaking of hate mail, you can send it to us at podcast at moviereviewcrew.com or visit our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You can request movies right on our homepage. So please do that. Have we had any new requests in a while? Not that I've seen. I haven't checked recently, but uh, not that I've seen. Yeah, I haven't either. So yeah, I'll, get, I'll, I'll get look into that and, and uh, get an update next week. Yeah, and I don't think like I, I think was audition a listener request. I don't remember. It might have been. I don't remember. Yeah, I know. Not I a picked, recent one. I picked it, it but I don't know if it had been requested previously. Right. Yeah. I think I think it was one from. Uh, uh, my coworker back in the day, back in like yeah. two years ago. Uh, but all right, yeah. So on today's episode, we have his house. Whose house? His house. Thank you. Ron's house. You ever watch that show? Nope. Ron's house. Yeah, it's the Rev Ron. It was a. It oh, was an, uh, actually, you know what I'm talking about. I I remember seeing the the advertisements, but yeah. no, I I did not watch it for. Yeah. It was intentional that I didn't watch it. Yep, you don't seem the type to. Uh, enjoy reality tv well so I think no it's fine. not reality tv however run dmc is a different right. story i dig them but right. i'm not watching a, i don't care how much i dig their music i'm not watching a reality show <laughs> fair enough okay so before the show started we were actually talking about bruce willis he what, what would you say is the first big movie that he broke out in Oh, it was Die Hard. Yeah, that was his second that was movie. The second movie he ever did. I mean, okay. he he was relatively big name, but but for TV because of Moonlighting, um, and he was about the producer's 80th choice to play McLean. He was like, "There, fine, we have to have him. He's all we got. Let's go ahead with it." <laughs> so, interesting. Uh, yeah, it was Die Hard was his first big movie okay so we we were talking that he's i don't think i'll be honest i just don't think he's that great of an actor and i think it shows um after looking at his entire filmography it is kind of poo like he has a, a very small handful of actually good movies but he has a lot of fun movies. He was more of he was back in the days of of when there were stars. When you went to see a movie because of a star, which isn't so much a thing these days. I don't think anybody was like, "Hey, let's go see Striking Distance because Bruce Willis is in it." Well, here's a, at, at one point he he was like not necessarily the fact that he was paid the most, but his movies he was like the one of the highest grossing stars ever. His movies made money. People went to see him. Between 2000 and 2002, do you know who the highest uh, grossing actor in Hollywood was? No. 
I can't even think of his name. He's the Pitt. rapper. No, he was the rapper. What is his Cent. name? No. Eminem. Most Def? No. God, no. <laughs> Ice T. Ice no. Cube. LL Cool J. No. The dude that barks. What is his name? Good Snoop Lord. Dogg. Oh, Jesus. DMX. DMX. Thank yeah. you. Hey, Good man. God. Had... Why was that so hard for me? <laughs> he had a string of some movies. I won't lie. I, I watched some DMX yeah, action dude. movies. DMX. I mean, he had. uh, Let's let's see. He's not a good actor, and his movies were awful. But they were awful in the good, awful action movie kind of way. Where I I dig his I dug his early career, his his early two thousands career. Yeah. So do you think Bruce Willis is in the same vein? No. No. Really? No. No. Interesting. I mean, just like so. Let's all right. Shane, let's let's look let's look at his. I have his filmography pulled up. Yep. So, so let's let's give them a little bit of like, why are we talking about Bruce Willis? <laughs> uh, yeah. Pulp Fiction got brought up pre-show, um, and and I mentioned that that was kind of his his and honestly John Travolta's kind of resurrection of their at that careers. time fledgling yeah. careers, you know, and and uh, so that kind of got us talking about Bruce and his his career, so. That's actually why we're talking about this i did know that that was travolta's like coming back point oh travolta's yeah because had like... about 14 comebacks in his career yeah. where he'll, <laughs> he'll make a good movie and people are like oh yeah he's good and then he'll do junk and mm-hmm. then he'll make a good movie I don't, and... <laughs> I don't know about i don't know about that like travolta did grease and then he had pulp fiction and he's had nothing after that. That that's totally not true. You're, I mean, you're like, completely like he, dismissing he, Face Off as one of the great. Oh yeah, I forgot about. Made. I forgot. I forgot Stop. about Face Off. I forgot really? about Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's that's not a good movie, but it's fantastic. Um, have you guys seen? Sorry, this is a little off topic. Have you seen the Taking of Pelham? One, two, three. Yes. Yep. Is that a I good didn't one? Like it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought it was good. I never saw that, but he always looked like a badass in that one. He's and... had some good roles in. Even uh, uh, around that same time frame was was uh, from from Paris with Love, I think it was called. See, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. like that either, though. Really, I I thought that was awesome. I and and you could tell that he just had an absolute blast filming that movie. So, I he has had some good movies. You 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 are no, don't get me wrong. He I'm just not, I'm just not a Travolta fan. <laughs> junk. Plus, I'll throw this out there: the best guilty pleasure movie ever, Wild Hogs. Oh, that Beat movie! That. Yep, is pretty good. Um, I do enjoy that. Face one. off. <laughs> no, because I'm not guilty about liking that. <laughs> yeah. That is that is one of the greatest '90s action movies. That was like the peak of insane, dumb, John Woo, Travolta and Cage. I mean, that was the peak. It doesn't they, get, they it doesn't get crazier now that they're both like in their 60s. Bro, have you guys ever seen Battlefield Earth? Oh no. my God, yes. I kind of want to see it. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> I dare you to stay awake the whole time. <laughs> Dude, that might be a struggle for me. Bring it in. Bring bring it. Bring it back to to Bruce Willie though. Um, his career is not that not very great. So like he had Die Hard nineteen eighty eight, Die Hard two in nineteen ninety. Then he had nothing until nineteen ninety four when Pulp Fiction Stop. came out. Stop. Hold up. Hold he up. Dead. The Last Boy Scout. That's a and- terrible movie. Oh my God! You're we crazy. did it. We did it on the show. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I can tell you exactly what it got on our show. You uh, had the last Boy Scout and and oh, I mean it, it has a solid C from us. And Death Becomes Her is not a great movie, but it's an interesting movie and an interesting role for him, at least. We also did that on our show. Yep. Yep. And that didn't do well, if I remember. That was a that was a Margaret guest starred on uh oh yeah that's right yeah i think she chose that if i remember correctly yeah i'm pretty sure she did yeah Yeah. and i personally love that movie i Uh, I admit that that's a lot of bias on my part but that has a higher score than the last boy scout guys (laughs) (laughs) it's a more interesting movie but anyway so ignoring shane's bad opinions about the last boy scout then he had pulp Mm -hmm. fiction in 1994 um and then he had uh i mean you can i don't know if i'd give him 12 monkeys because he wasn't like stop he was so good in that 
and you you skipped over Die Hard with the Vengeance because nothing after Die Hard Two is good. Die Hard and Die Hard Two are the only good Die Hard movies. Oh my God, no, 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 wrong. Keep going. You can anyway. Keep being wrong. uh, 1997, The Fifth Element. 1999, The Sixth Sense. And then nothing until 2012 with Looper. You're just going to skip over The Jackal, which is a good, bad movie. You're going to skip See? over Armageddon, which is the best bad movie. <laughs> You're right. I'm going to skip over Armageddon because See? it's not a good movie. Okay, no, hear me do out, though. not. Yeah, that's actually... Pro- Would you say that that's Michael Bay's best film? It's his most enjoyable film. His best from a filmmaking perspective is... To me, it's probably a toss-up between... It might be 13 hours, honestly, because uh, he actually took that seriously to try and, I guess, respect the the source, the the you know the the story yeah. and the heroes that he that he's making the movie about. Um, I don't know, man. Plus, I mean, Michael Bay. Michael Bay is not a not a. You can't give Michael Bay any credit. He he's a he's a hack. <laughs> that's Stop. not true that's not true his movies make money and he blows things up and honestly if he could just like kind of control his his some of his instincts he films action incredibly well the, it's just no, and, silliness and between and, between unbreakable like unbreakable and then he has a 12 year gap of just dog crap and then no, he but has looper you're, you're you're skipping the late 90s even with the sixth sense the story of I us said the i sixth think sense. he's Okay, well then the story of us is is I think he was good in that. The whole nine yards he was hilarious in. That's a pretty good movie. I do. Yeah, Unbreakable. That. You said that Bandits I think is a is a a fun movie. Hearts War is pretty good. Tears of the Sun is a do dumb not. action movie, but it's very good for a dumb <laughs> do action. Do not. Movie. You are crazy. You're just crazy. I'd say uh, stage we did hostage, off. and I thought that was a very good movie. He falls off after 2005, though, and don't at me. No, uh, I wouldn't say 2000. He had 16 blocks after that. That was a good movie. Okay, he falls off after 2006. You're right. <laughs> Fourth Die Hard. If you go and watch that, he he at no, least gave a no, good performance in it. That had no. He moments. did not. Really you just have you. You've got your blinders on with Bruce Willis a little bit. <laughs> Uh, Cop Out was a fun movie. Yeah, but it's not good. And that I heard that that was a nightmare to make, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah. He Bruce and, Willis uh, was a nightmare to work clashed. with. Yeah. Looper was 2012. So exactly. Got, yeah, that's, that's the last. That's one. his last that's good, good movie. Good one. See, I I think Looper is a good movie, but that that's his last good anything was 2012. Oh, well, so he well, hasn't he hasn't made a good movie in eight years. Moonrise Kingdom was good, but that not because of him. He was good in it. Don't take that away from him. It, 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 I, I agree that without him, it's still a good movie. Yeah. But he, 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 he did fine. what everybody does in Wes Anderson movies. He, he plays a small role and, and makes the most out of it. Oh, plays a small role? No. Nope. There, there are people who have bigger roles in. Well, of course, but like all the little actors that come in. I mean, like think of in that same movie, uh, Bill Murray did not have a big role, but he, he comes in, he he plays it for laughs, and he's off the screen. I mean, it, Bruce was the same way. He played a yeah, but I think Bruce had a more or I'm sorry, Bill Murray had a more important role in that movie. That movie's completely different without Bill Murray. There, I said yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. There, I sure. said it. Um. It looks like he has Bruce Willis. I'm I'm speaking of has like six movies in post production at this point. Really? Good God! Yeah. Um, they're probably all straight to DVD. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I can guarantee they are. Midnight in the Switchgrass. That Cos- sounds terrible. Cosmic Sin, Apex. Oh, they're making a movie out of Apex Legends. Yep. American Siege. Uh, that one's about R- R- Rainbow Six Siege, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing video game adaptations. Now. Oh, geez, Breach isn't even direct to DVD; it's direct to VOD. Oh no! Well, that's what—that's the same thing nowadays. It, it, any movie that goes direct to direct to DVD goes to streaming in, yeah. in some aspect. So that, that's the same thing. Oh my god, that movie looks bad, and he looks old. Which Why? one? Breach. Oh, have you seen a trailer to that? Nope. No. Oh, well, uh, much like Battlefield Earth, I dare you. 
<laughs> just dare me to watch the trailer and, and not sleep through it. It it looks uh I'm gonna watch it, I'll tell you that much. But it it doesn't look great. I so here's the thing with Bruce for the past since what what we decide 2012 10 whenever his last good movie was 2012 yeah i i told my my old co-workers that I, i'm kind of in this it's like an abusive relationship where i, I like mm-hmm. he constantly hurts me and lets me down and i just keep going back to him that's kind of where i'm at <laughs> with star wars right now so i understand right, it right? it's like i i remember the good old days of when he treated me well and actually cared about me and and now we just he, he turns out shit that hurts me and and i and i don't hold it against him and i keep going back y'all need to have higher standards for yourself <laughs> well that's I mean, why i haven't watched good. any good. of season two of the mandalorian because i just don't care anymore like star wars has burned me too many times uh that's actually good though that's good star wars mm, i don't know i got bored during the first season i didn't even finish that I was last, last episode we got live action Ahsoka. That was pretty cool to see. And see, I am curious about about that because the casting was really good. Yes, yeah, she so was incredible. I'm, yeah. Just kind of I might watch that episode just to see how how they handle Ahsoka. Uh I was watching the streamer on Twitch and he was talking about wanting to go watch the Mandalorian, so he was ending his stream and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, that show is kind of dope with how they filmed it. It's like revolutionary. And all he said was, I mean, the graphics are okay. And I was like, oh my God, I can't even explain to you. Dude, I love, I love how they how they do that. And and when they can, they do um physical effects. Uh, yeah. Like, like for most of the aliens, it's it's like an old school rubber outfit, yeah. like the and old that, days. I mean, the filmmaking I, I appreciate- of that. I appreciate everything that they are doing and the concept of the Mandalorian is phenomenal. I just don't think that they nailed it in the execution sure. of the Mandalorian. I think I, I kind of think along the same vein as Matt is this this show will be forever uh this show will forever change the way that movies are made, but it's not gonna be the best show ever, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I I get that. I I, I enjoy it though. Sure, I'm not. I I've seen two episodes, and I was like, eh, it's Star Wars. And my boy Pedro Pascal, you can't even see him, so it is what it is. Oh, but baby Yoda. Mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Honestly, I think Baby Yoda is what turned me off to it. So he's not Baby Yoda anymore. Oh, he's adult Yoda. So he's just Yoda. <laughs> no, he's like I don't even remember Gro Gorgo or something. Oh, it's uh yogurt. Yo yogurt. Um okay, so let's move on real quick. Have you guys seen anything uh new lately? Uh yeah, yeah. I was trying to think. Um I watched the Animaniacs reboot last weekend. That's phenomenal. Uh, I would recommend if if you like the original Animaniacs to definitely go and check that out. It it is a little light on content. Um, they only do stuff with the Warners and, and Pinky of the Brain, so they don't have any of those like side skits like Slappy Squirrel and all that stuff. Um, but it's still very funny, uh, and I I definitely enjoyed it. Would recommend to everyone. Okay, Shane, what about you? Yeah, I, I I watched a couple movies, um, both of which were highly anticipated by me, but but unfortunately, disappointingly mediocre. There, neither one was bad. They were just kind of yeah, that was fine. Um, the first one I watched was Fat Man, the Mel Gibson as as Santa Claus, uh, kind of dark comedy about uh, he gives a little kid coal, so the kid hires an assassin to kill him, and and. It was, it was what fine. The, what is this called? You've never heard of that? No, what? It's called Fat Man, and Mel Gibson plays this Santa Claus who's basically like, yeah, he has lost his faith in humanity because humanity's just going to trash. Um, and it's it's about him kind of finding his his love for Christmas again, but it's also about 
he gives this this little spoiled brat punk kid Cole. So the kid hires a hitman to kill Santa Claus, and and Santa Claus basically has a fight for his life at the North God. Pole where he lives. Wow! <laughs> huh. So I heard that concept, and I'm like, oh my God! Mel Gibson has this like bitter Santa Claus, and it's this dark comedy about him having to fight this hitman. The, right. the concept is zany, but the movie surprisingly takes itself pretty seriously, and I think that hurts. I th- I I think it would have been yeah. better served taking a more fun interesting i I don't want to say silly but i mean you can't take that concept that serious it was it was much too serious and and it that kind of that kind of hurt it for me interesting the uh the hitman is you would know him walton coggins i think his name is from from justified um from the shield and he's very good mel gibson's very good um the woman that plays Mrs. Claus is is very good, uh, but it's just it's just okay. Interesting. I have no idea who this Walton Goggins is. Look him up. You'll you'll know his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks familiar, but I have no idea who he is. Um, the next one I watched was called The Dark and the Wicked, which is from the director of The Strangers, but it has uh, very very good reviews on on Rotten Tomatoes. So I decided to give it a chance, and and it, again, it was, it was fine. It was. I like the concept. I like the beginning. I like the idea, but it just got really repetitive, and it felt like they didn't know where to take the concept. Like they had an idea, and it was a good idea, but then they kind of were like, "All right, what do we do from here?" Well, just keep doing the, more of the same stuff, and then it ends abruptly. Interesting. So it was, like I said, it was, it was, it was fine. But so both of those are 2020 films. Those are not cracking. Yes. Your, your top five. Or no, it, I, I mean, neither one. I don't, I don't think anybody would be disappointed if they watched them. I just wouldn't say to run out and watch them. I, they're not must sees or anything. Gotcha. Um, I saw the social network. Oh yeah. Yeah, we watched that you, last night. What did you think of that? It was good. I mean, it was fine. Um, who who was the writer for that? Was that Aaron Sorkin? Maybe no. I believe so. I, I think you're right. Now that you say that name, his I don't know if I don't know if it's his writing style. I don't know how many Aaron Sorkin films I've seen, but like I liked his writing because it was it was. There was no wasted scenes in the entire movie, right? Like everything had a point, but some of the dialogue was really fast. And I don't know if that was Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of Mark Zuckerberg or if or if if that was the writing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like literally within five minutes of starting the movie, because it's the movie starts with him having this little fight with his girlfriend, Zuckerberg and his girlfriend or whatever. And Laura grabbed the remote and was like, I need subtitles. And I was like, yeah, me too. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> that that movie, that's that's one I've always, I'm torn on. Because the the source material, the, the story, I have absolutely no interest in. Like zero. Really? I, I do not want to see it. But David Fincher is one of my favorite directors. So that's been making me want to see it. But I just haven't been able to make myself watch it it's... made a sequel to the boy what oh geez oh yeah. sorry uh well I, I i was tuning out during your guys's camera and i was looking up because because oh. you you had brought up um either of those movies cracking shane's top five and i'm like have i even seen five movies this year so i was i was going through the list of, of stuff that's come out this year to see what all i've seen um and i did not realize that they made a sequel to the boy that uh, is a movie that definitely did not need a sequel so no. Or even that first Interesting. one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, going back to the social network, though, I think you should watch it, though. I mean, it was it's two hours, and it didn't really feel like two hours. So. Yeah, I, and, and like I said, I, I I like the director. I I I like Sorkin's movies, especially as a director, he's been really good so mm-hmm. far. Um, also, um, Army Hammer plays twins in that movie uh, yes i I remember i saw of that they i remember like seeing it a while ago because that's why i looked it up because i was like i think this is the movie where 
he plays twins or something like that. And dude, they he changes his voice very well and it makes it feel like it's two different people and how they had to shoot it i'm sure was just wild because they're they're in like side by side scenes in a lot of the movie yeah they it, that's that's what i've i've seen a little bit it might have been on i don't know whatever it was on a youtube channel i was talking mm-hmm. about it and 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 they did a lot. Of, they didn't want it to be where they just did a bunch of uh, cuts to to right. show like two different people. Like they wanted them in the same shots and all that. So yeah, they they made it harder on themselves. But yeah, I, and I think worked. it worked out for the better because it, it looked really good. Um, outside of that, I just been we've been checking along on uh, Shit's Creek, which is a pretty great show on Netflix. So definitely recommend mm-hmm. checking that out if you haven't. And that's uh, one it. I did see, I, I forgot to mention, it's not a 2020 movie or anything, but I, I finally got around to seeing it. Um, my wife and I watched um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Have, have either oh, of you seen that one? No, I haven't. Um, I wanted to see it, and then I became uninterested when I heard that they it, they don't really, it's not a movie about Freddie Mercury. It's more of a movie about Queen songs. See, <laughs> I was like, well, I that... can just go listen to Queen. <laughs> That is, I felt felt the opposite because I felt it was, it was a movie more about Freddie Mercury and less about the band itself. Like the other people are basically just like they they are there. They're like cardboard character supporting actors. They're just there because he's in that band. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was okay. It was, I mean, obviously I I love Queen's music, so there was that part of it. And to me, it was basically like a huge build up to the uh, Live Aid concert, which was absolutely phenomenal. And the performance was incredible. He deserved all the the praise and accolades he got for that. So mm-hmm. it, for that performance alone, it's worth watching. And it, and it had some interesting moments. Um, You're talking about Remy Malek? Yes. Yes, okay. it, he did amazing. Um, but I, it, it kind of at times felt like a... Like I like I feel a lot of those movies do. It took the almost I I, I want to say safe I guess because it's just kind of a like it's a it's a praise movie. Like he's very good and here's what happened and here's the highlights of his career. It wasn't really a deep dive into right who he was and and or or who the band was or anything like that. So it was a little disappointing in that aspect. But if that. you if you like Queen if you like freddie mercury i would highly recommend it i mean or or just watch the the last 20 minutes of of when they recreate the live aid concert and and turn your surround sound up and enjoy that right <laughs> i'm surprised you haven't watched jujitsu yet shane oh my god you're right i did I t- <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you because that movie was is it as terrible awful. as it looks yes but in in like the in the way that if if that's what you're looking for, if you're wanting a terrible movie that that has Nick Cage doing jujitsu and and I don't want that. A, <laughs> no one wants that. <laughs> it's basically a, a combination of uh, um, Mortal Kombat and Predator. Somehow, sounds, that sounds awful. <laughs> it 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 is. It is. It is awful. But it's awful in All right, a let's move fun, on. awful kind of Please. way. Yeah. So yeah, it, don't <laughs> don't watch it. God. Don't watch it. Oh, that's funny. That is so funny. Yeah, All right. I, it, I totally forgot I watched it. <laughs> 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 it's it's not great. Oh my god. What do you? What would you give it? Like less than a four? Is it an F? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Perfect. I mean, I mean, here's like I enjoyed it because I I watch. I watch a lot of crap, but as far you as know. crap goes, I at least <laughs> did not want to turn it off because it was just at it was just like, what is going on right now? God. <laughs> it was it was too insane to be boring. So I guess I, I give it that, but definitely it's an F. That's funny. Um, all right, guys, are we at the point where we uh, hop into the review? Yes, please. Let's talk about a movie that I actually wanted to see. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Okay, guys. So His House, a 2020 film. It is, I guess, the equivalent of PG-13. Hour and 30 minutes long. Drama horror thriller film. 
it's a Netflix. It's on Netflix and it's a Netflix film. A refugee couple makes a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, but then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. Written and directed by Remy Weeks, the story by Felicity Evans, starring no one you would really recognize. That is definitely not true. Really? Okay, well, I'm sorry. Matt Smith from... Uh, whatchamacallit? Doctor Who? That's it. <laughs> you know, that, that thing. What do you, you what know? The, the, thing most, that... <laughs> the most famous person who's ever played the Doctor? I am running off of like four hours of sleep. <laughs> Wait, what's I Doctor couldn't... Who? Would anybody even know what that is? I couldn't think of DMX <laughs> earlier, and I'm a rap fan. Give me a break. Also, um... he, said that, he said the dude who barks. <laughs> Am uh, I wrong? You're not. You're. You know what? I, I knew who you were talking about, so that was a good clue. Also, um, one Mi Masaku is in Lovecraft Country. For anybody who's oh, watched I that, she's she's one of the sisters. That. that is a very good show. She's very good in that, and she's very good in this. She is indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the film His House on Rotten Tomatoes. Guess what the uh, critic score is, guys? It is 100 It, it was 100 Is it still? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still 100 Keeping it 100 And this is one where they actually have a good amount of reviews right, counted. Right, it's not one, two for two. Right. No, it's 87 uh, yeah. reviews, total counted. Um, an audience score of 76%. The average score from both of those, critics is 8.1 out of 10. Audience is 3.78 out of 5. The critics' consensus featuring genuine scares. I don't know why I said that like the rapper genuine. (laughs) I don't know. I like it. Just roll with it. Yeah. Featuring genuine scares through every corridor. His house is a terrifying look at the specters of the refugee experience and a stunning feature debut for Remy Weeks. So, uh, Shane, you picked this. I did. Why? Um, partly because it's on Netflix, so we could all watch it for free. Um, but partly because I enjoy good horror, and those critics and, and audience scores were too good, too good to overlook. I mean, I, I it piqued my interest. The story sounded interesting, and uh, I mean, like I said, it was free, so I, I, it's worth a shot at least. Right. And what what are your first thoughts on it? It's I loved it. I I thought it was, especially considering it's a directorial debut. I thought it was absolutely incredible. And it's, I mean, without without looking at everything I've watched this year, it's in my top five, easy. Really, um, Matt, do you have the same to say about this? Uh, I I echo like, and I did actually look through because I um I was going through and looking at. At all the movies that have come out this year and the ones that I've seen, um, and I can say easily that this is the best movie of the year for me. Um, fantastic uh, uh, pacing, atmosphere, uh, the, the fact that that this is a Netflix original and they didn't, I feel like they, they definitely gave the director the freedom to do what he wanted and, and weren't super controlling, which is nice to see. Um, I, I have this is probably I would rank it up there in in terms of atmosphere with movies like The Witch, Hereditary, like the the really really good slow burn horror movies. This is right up there with those. Yes, and and not only that, but this is this is continuing the trend which which I I personally thoroughly enjoy is is not just that kind of like jump scare cheap horror, but horror with a message, horror that's wrapped around something real which yeah. which is a trend that's happening more recently and and this the horrors come from both supernatural but also like real life awful horrible things that happen yeah without a doubt and i i kind of felt that like early on there is it feels like it's just the run-of-the-mill horror movie and then once you start getting like 
halfway through, you're like, oh, there's a lot more to this. There's a lot more to this. Yeah, it's it's like it's like uh well, it's like that scene where he's pulling that rope out of the wall and it just keeps going. That that's what yeah. this movie's like. You you start pulling this little string, and like you said, it, it seems a little mm-hmm. okay, we've seen this. There's bumps and noises and but then more is revealed and we get to know more and, and, and the imagery and, and everything just starts to, to pile up and, and it meshes to make, I mean, it's just an incredible, incredible movie. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of going off of that, the, I don't, I don't know if all of these were practical effects, like there could have very well been some, some digital effects in this, but it felt like there was a lot of very good use of practical effects throughout this film. Yes. Yeah, most of it, uh, aside from, I think the only very obvious digital effect that I remember is um, like when they're, the, the flashbacks when they're on the boat, like that, you can you can tell that they're not oh, the, actually. The water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for the for the close-up shots that, you know, they're, they're in water, but when it's like the, you know, 50 people on a boat, you, that, that, was very much a digital effect but even that like it's it's a straight to netflix movie so it, the, the they don't have the same kind of budget that like a triple a studio would have so i i can let it slide yeah sure well, and 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 i don't think that was bad enough no i'm not, not saying that it was to, you're right 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 it, i'm not saying was, it was a bad effect i'm just saying that like that was very obviously a digital effect yeah um, right but, but, but know, for the fine. most part, yeah, it was it was practical sets or or images that felt real. I mean, and and a lot of the I don't want to say dreamlike, but almost I mean, it was almost dreamlike. Uh, and the effects and the shots were awesome. Where where he's uh, one scene, for example, he's eating at a table and it zooms out, and all of a sudden he's he's eating and he's in the middle of the ocean and and mm-hmm. uh, the the scenes like that where where it's almost this surreal these surreal images that are that are beautiful yet terrifying i mean it, it was just it was really well th- this is good horror this is why we do this month months months uh, yeah i mean this is why i love horror <laughs> movies because when they're made they're, there's horror movies can have such a good impact and and when they're made well they can actually have something to say which this does it, it, this this is this is like why we search through all the crap to find is to find right. this yeah no i i completely agree like i would say by are the days of thinking a netflix movie is going to be crap you know what i mean right no, i agree i agree it, when when netflix originals first started there was a long run of of junk Oh, there, there are still, still are those. Some. There still are some. <laughs> I've seen Hubie Halloween. There's still Jack. <laughs> <laughs> or or Bird Box. Oh my God. But but there you're right though. The Netflix movies, uh it, there are some very good ones now. And and I think it it boils down to what Matt was talking about earlier. And we talked about this before, is is these streaming services services are a place where artists and creators and writers and directors can go to to make their vision and not have the studio interference for the most part because they they they're not held back by by the business aspect so much yeah i i i tend to agree i mean there don't get me wrong there's still business that plays a role in all of this but i feel like there's there's more there's less overhead so there's there's more reason for them to give them that creative control you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, but let's getting back on track to his house. Uh, like you said earlier, this, this does not feel like cheap scares because, but there are some like genuinely like kind of disturbing imagery in this. Film. Oh yeah. Yes. And and it's not without jump scares, but, but this is, this is jump scares done right. This is right. earned jump scares. This is the the tension. The jumping comes from the building of tension and and the drawing out of something happening, and then it happening. This isn't. I, I felt like there was no there were no cheap scares. Yes. There were no unearned yeah. just like schlocky throw it in there with loud music to make them right. scared. You know. Right. No, absolutely. But, and like the the one that you can kind of say maybe felt a little bit cheap was the the bird that that comes out of the wall 
but that's the only one like every yeah. other scare in this movie is very well crafted and well earned um the the dead bodies i like and i i'm like i'm not sure if it's a makeup or, or if it was done digitally but they look fantastic yes. and and the, yes, the, the like you'll you'll see um like a close-up of oh what's his name uh soap <laughs> i'm not sure if it's soap or soap um but the the main the main actor oh, guy who plays ball yeah. um yeah. So you, you'll have like a close-up of his face and in the background you'll just see like a corpse on the floor and yes. and it's just that kind of stuff is mm-hmm. is so well done well, um, and that's the thing is like it was it was it hit all all of what what makes good horror good the use of space the use of 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 the background to 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 creep you out with with things but also the use of images the use of tension the music helped the music was fantastic mm-hmm. and all of this from a from a first time feature length director that <laughs> yeah that, remy that weeks is somebody to keep so his much eye on, more impressive no yeah you're uh, absolutely because like you said that not only not only the the legitimate horror and the good storytelling but the pacing and and typically at least from my experience, first time feature length directors pacing is where is what gets them. Cause they're not used to having to fill an hour and a half or however long. Right. But this was, everything was expertly handled. I, I thought it was, I mean, I, I don't know that he did anything poorly, which is surprising yeah, for, and, a, for a first time. And I'm time actually, director. I'm, I'm so thankful that they didn't feel like they had to stretch this movie out like an hour and a half is perfect and and because they're like you don't need to add more stuff in there to pad it out and get it to two hours and whatever the the, the studios do to, to get a movie into theaters nowadays like just keep it in an hour and a half move the plot along but you know make it make it nice and, and this movie made it nice and i wish more movies would do that <laughs> yeah it, it, and it's it was like they had their story they told their story and they weren't they weren't uh, concerned with the time, which, which it's, I mean, it's, it's an hour and a half, right? It, it's, it's, that's feature length. It's on the shorter end, but I think it's, it's plenty long. It, it yeah, tells it's, the story it's efficiently, a, but it also tells it effectively, which is right. Which is the key is blending those two. Exactly. But, but like nowadays, like, yes, an hour and a half is technically enough to get it to a feature length movie, but it, it, you very rarely see a movie released now that's under two hours. Um, so the I fact that horror we, is different most horror most horrors tend to be shorter at, ah, but even even recently like um hereditary pushed two hours i think the lighthouse was right around two hours well yeah, um, but you're naming like pretentious directors <laughs> <laughs> no no those are both very good movies um uh, but it's it's nice to to see a movie that is on that same caliber that we can wrap up in an hour and a half. Like I uh, agree. The, but yeah, that that's just um that's just my my input there. I, I, <laughs> I, I am very interested to see what he does next because Me too. with with this this debut, I, I rank it and I'm not gonna get into semantics and rank it rank them individually, but at least in the same in the same category as a movie like hereditary or or um the witch, uh, even even get out where where it's those first time directors, but they just nail it. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're you're on the list. Like you, you're you're someone right. to watch. Like the, don't mess this those, up, right? Those directors, if they make a movie, I'm gonna go. Like, and that's this guy's on that list. It, oh, for his sure. next movie, I'm there for sure. There's there's no matter what I hear about it, I have to go check it out. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right with you on that. So, uh, we can we can gush about you know how how well made the movie is, but let's let's dig into specifics. So, like the the first thing that I want to uh, bring up is the because I feel like the like we can get into the story, but I feel like that's going to be a lot of time because there's so much to get into with the story. But I want to talk about um, the acting first because you know aside from uh, Matt Smith, who's not in the movie a whole lot um like this movie is carried by by the two 
main actors. Um, and yes. and I think the the guy who plays Ball, I don't think he's really been in anything else. But um, Womni Masaku has been in a lot of TV. Uh, she hasn't done too many movies. I think this is only her fourth movie. Um, but she was amazing in this movie. Uh, the the way that she and and I'm I'm just I'm gonna keep mispronouncing his name, so I'm just gonna call him by his character's name, Bull. Um, the way that they go off of each other um, because they're they're married. Uh, and, and the way that they, you know, you learn things about them through the course of the film because they they keep having these visions of of what you assume is their daughter, but then you know you get to a certain point in the movie and you're like, oh, that's not actually their kid, and then the guilt that they're feeling over the situation and just how they react to it and each right. other, um, like they they portray it so well, and those two actors as well are like something that I I hope they get more. film (laughs) roles and not just tv Mm -hmm. because i want to see where their careers go yeah so here's another is is this also a a, is this like a yearly thing we're gonna have to do uh for it like the horror movie performances that are gonna get snubbed at at recognition (laughs) time i mean yeah (laughs) like because i feel like we're the at least the past few years in this this uh emergence of of good smart horror has led to amazing amazing performances and and you're absolutely right both of these actors nail it and and they because it's a horror movie they may not get recognized like they should i i would place this up there with with the the performances in in get out and us and and in um hereditary and uh we talked about split and uh james mcavoy Mm -hmm. and that i mean i would place these two actors performances right up there with all of those absolutely so i i looked at the guy he's only been in two movies this and then the huntsman winter's war so uh his, his career really hasn't hasn't really developed but um i am definitely interested to see where where she goes moving forward yeah definitely and and so uh can we get into spoilers a bit because there's a there's a gripe i had with the movie a minor gripe really but i can't get into it without yeah that's that's a pretty big spoiler so spoiler warning before we do this uh, before we we make the audience leave if they're going to i would 100 percent recommend this movie if you have netflix go watch this movie tonight it's it's one of the best netflix originals and it's one of the best movies of this year easily uh but my my gripe is it was it, it felt a little misleading or deceiving the the reveal that their daughter was not their daughter <laughs> because the whole time they are referring to her as their daughter when they know it's not their daughter they wouldn't refer to it as their daughter they wouldn't you know what i mean like, like but they, they kind of have to though like well, okay, in front of people, sure, yes, but uh, like behind closed doors, even sometimes when they're alone, they talk about their daughter, and it's like that. You, it, it's a small gripe. It, it felt a bit misleading, but uh, it, it did bug me. Yeah, and you know, I, I didn't even notice to be honest with you. Like the, the fact that they talk about their daughter when it's not their daughter like when they're you know talking to each other about it most of the time they call her by her name instead of instead of just saying our daughter so i, I guess true. i didn't, and, and I maybe didn't really I'm, notice maybe i'm am, am making it up that i heard them say that <laughs> that could be no the I, I i do think they say it once um uh, and, where and so it just felt a little i mean because that's the whole i shouldn't say the whole but that's a, a big reason for why this uh I guess witch they call it a witch has has attached itself to them is what they did with this young woman and and basically what they were what they were forced to do to survive they they made this decision and and it was a horrible thing and and it's the reason they're there so it's kind of this manifestation of their their guilt and and this 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 divide between the two of them and and it's it's all of those things but it kind of is set in motion by what they did with this this young girl 
and it just felt a bit deceiving to me. Um, and well, and, and we can even we can even, you know, say because we've we've already given out the spoiler warning. So basically um, what happens is they are trying to escape their country because of, of the the two tribes that are at war with each other and, and you know, all the civilians are ca- uh, caught in the crossfire um, and they're trying to get on this bus and um, uh, Rial gets on on the bus but then they're saying oh there's no more room children only so what bull does he there's like this kid next to him who can't find her parent so he just grabs her and is like yeah this is my kid and and gets on the bus um and then when they're when they're crossing the sea to get over to um to britain uh the kid dies and so that that's the whole that's the whole crux of why these events are happening um and it, it really gives you the perspective because and not not just here um but everywhere there's there's always certain people who who will try to fear monger about immigrants and and uh be like all oh, these these refugees they're and right. then you see and you actually see their their struggle and what they're going through and what they've had to try and escape from and it really puts it in perspective where you might not think about it otherwise so i really appreciate this movie for doing that I, I definitely agree with that. This is this is the first movie that I've seen that did that. And and I think it's brilliant. I, I mean the 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 horror in this movie is is very well done for like the supernatural horror is very well done, but it's made even more impactful by the 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 human horror side of it, the 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 refuge, I mean, what they had to go through to get get to to London, and how that ties into the supernatural horror, it, it I think it's absolutely brilliant. I definitely agree. Yes, that is very true, um, and and I also like the touch that they they confine everything to one space. So like, and especially with like a lot of these supernatural ghost story type movies, um, they'll be, you know, out buying groceries and there's a ghost, but like in this one, every, everything is confined to the house. um, And you always know where you are in the house because they, they, they only ever spend time in like two to three rooms so. right. and to build on to that the 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 way they do that was was fantastic because they make the outside dangerous and horrifying for different reasons because right. every time they go outside they 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 feel it's this it's this alien place to them it's this new land where where for the most part they're not welcomed all these people look at them with these these disgusted looks on their faces they're mistreated so yeah the like the 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 perfect perfect scene um, outside the house that, are completely different from what's inside right like when she's trying to find the uh the doctor's office yeah. and, and she comes up to these three kids um who you know they're they're african english i guess because they're they're not in america um so they she goes up to them and, and they're she's trying to ask for directions to find they, and they just make fun of her and it's like oh go back to africa we we speak english here and i'm like man that is that is rough for anybody um, but especially w- compiled off of everything that they've gone through to get there mm-hmm. to, to not even be welcome is like, it's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. And, and they make you feel it. They, they did a fantastic job of, like I said, the, the, it's, it's the outside real life horrors combined with what's going on in their house that they, they don't have a safe place to go. They're, they're, they're so they're disconnected from home. They're dealing with everything that they went through to get here. They're dealing with this guilt and this, this uh, grief. And, and it's just, it's a lot. I mean, it would be a lot for anybody. It's just, it's a truly, truly horrifying situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's not really, not really much more to say other than, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, uh, I don't know how we can kind of add on to it. Cause like, I feel like we've been talking about the story for a lot longer than we did like the technical aspects of the film. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, for sure. All and, well done. So let's let's talk about the some of the technical stuff. Um, Mike, you're the you're the camera guy. Uh, what what did you think of the the cinematography in this movie? 
Uh, it was good. Uh, I mean, we we touched on this actually briefly earlier. Now that I think about it, but like when they have this back and forth at the at the dinner table, and and then the camera pulls out, and you see that he's actually in like the middle of the sea, dude. I that shot in particular, I was like, oh shit. Um, like it 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 was, it was so well done that like sometimes you can see those shots and those tropes coming, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That like they're in a completely different space, but I kind of link this one to like get out where, um, I don't remember the main characters in that one, but when he's like doing the hypnosis and he, he's falling back into like the nothingness that, that was kind of like the similar shot and, and, and feeling that I got from that scene where it's like, I did not see this coming whatsoever. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I, I think the, I think for me, the, the standout, the standout, um, it's not really a shot. It's more of a sequence, but, sure. um, is that, is that same scene that I referenced earlier where she's trying to get to the bank and she's going through these back alleys cause she's trying to, to follow this oh, hand drawn map. Yeah. Um, and she keeps, she keeps turning this corner, um, and seeing like this kid kicking a ball against the wall and so she'll backtrack and and it starts following her she's turning all these corners again then she comes around the bend and it's that same kid so like she she just basically walked around in a circle and it, <laughs> I really like the way that was done it was it was very disorienting and, and it felt mm-hmm. even a little claustrophobic even though she's outside in the broad daylight like it was it was really well done there there I'm glad you brought up the word disorienting because I feel like there was a lot of things in this in this film that were disorienting for for different reasons um going back to jump scares like we talked about a little bit earlier there was one and i I won't really call it a jump scare but he's i think he's tearing off the wallpaper in their house yeah and you see something in the background just kind of like scuttle along and you're like all right what the hell was that and then he turns around and you hear the sound coming from the left side and it gets louder and louder and louder until it just like rushes past the door frame Yes. Yeah. I, I wanted to, I, I don't know if you guys watch this with surround sound, but I had mine on and pumped up and the sound design yes. of this, of this uh, movie was absolutely incredible. I mean, cause like you said, they, they used the sound design to generate tension. Uh, it, not only the music, which was very good, but mm-hmm. what sounds like that where you would hear whispers and voices and, and like, like you described it perfectly something like scuttling across the floor and you'd hear it behind you and to the left and to the right. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it yeah. truly did put you into that, that atmosphere, that just creepy atmosphere. It, it was, the sound design was fantastic. Yeah, no, I def- definitely agree. And, and I feel like that scuttling sounded like lasted longer than a lot of other films would have let it like, last so once you finally get that reveal of just the person rushing past the doorway you're like genuinely freaked out I, that way i think was like one of the scary parts i was like holy holy shit yeah and that's that was a jump scare i mean like in the sense that it made me jump legitimately mm-hmm. but it was not it was not this out of nowhere like uh, they you know loud music like cheap scare. they they built up to it you you saw the thing already <laughs> it just yeah. you saw it closer and and it caught you off guard it was legitimately earned jump scare like i i literally jumped at that oh, that there scene. there were <laughs> mm-hmm. there were a few times where where it 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 got me um just it, like like shane said they just do such a good job of of drawing out um the the scares so that tension is just building and building and building so that way when you finally get to the payoff it it is legitimately frightening and 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 just the whole time like i even had a couple a couple moments <laughs> in the movie where um where i got like a chill down down the back of my neck because like oh that's that's scary <laughs> right yeah this, we... it, it's true horror where it 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 does affect you definitely yeah um do do we know what production company did this one because i like just looking at this movie uh new uh, new regency pictures and bbc films according to rotten tomatoes all right because i would be interested to see what other films they have made you know what i mean because like yes it's it's a first time director but the studio often does have a hand in who is hired and stuff like that like i would be interested to see what other films the studio has made? Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I'm, and it, I'm it looks like sure this what... Regency one was the first one. Uh, they did Bohemian Rhapsody. 
Did they really? And yep, and Little Women and Gone Girl. Damn. So they've they've done some pretty big good. movies. <laughs> yep. well, See, I'm they, telling like it's another one. They're they're another I, one. Like I said, you Fight can Club. sometimes tell what, what the quality of the movie is based just off the studio that makes it. That goes back to like A24 and uh, all of the movies that they've made. You know? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if I if I see A twenty four attached to something, yep. I'm gonna watch it <laughs> just regardless of what it is. In in Regency might be one of those where I'm like, all right, maybe they've done a lot. Like they've been around for a long time. Well, for sure, but in and not all of them are gonna be great, but oh no, you, but you but the, I mean. like yeah, I mean, you know, you've got movies on here like Jumper and Alvin and the Chipmunks, but then <laughs> but then you've got like huge <laughs> huge movies like yeah. uh like fight club the lighthouse uh 12 years a slave uh well I, I don't know what made them take a chance on this this low budget first time director <laughs> right writing his mm-hmm. own thing but yeah they uh they are probably happy they did because it, it, oh for sure part. yeah i i think that goes to show that like we can only know so much you know from the outside looking in you know mm-hmm um, we have about five minutes left. Are we at the point where we're going to rate it? Is there any final things that you want to say about the movie before we get to that point? I think we're there. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, Shane, you picked the film. Do you want to go first? Do you want to go last? I want to go last. Okay. Uh, you know what, Matt? I will actually start if that's okay. Yeah, go for you. it. Um, I very pleased with this movie. This was one again where, like I, I feel like I'm getting a little bit tired of the horror genre at this point. Like, don't get me wrong, I love horror films, but we are eight movies in a row now, if not more than that. <laughs> so we're, like, we're near the point where, where when we were doing two a month, that we, this was our stopping point. Right. So. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, and I think that's kind of why we, I watched The Social Network, you know, just yeah. just a day ago. Like, so I'm like, I, I, I kind of want something new, but this I think was by. F- far the best that i had seen in the past month or two um because we had done possessor i mean of, of ones that i've seen tremors audition Shaun of the dead and frozen and vfw are also in there but I, honestly this is the best of the bunch i'm gonna give this an eight and a half yeah i'm uh i echo your sentiments but I just, man, I, I struggle to find fault with this movie. Um, and like, I don't, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but there's very, very little about it to critique. So I'm, I'm going to give it a straight nine and a half. Like this is easily the best movie of the year for me. Um, it's one that I will definitely go back and revisit. This is a a absolute home run of a film. I 100% agree. It's very, very close to being perfect it it does have some issues um but this is i i'll take it farther than than you did even mike i I think this is better this is the best horror movie easily of the year it's one of the best of the year i even like this better than than what were the horror movies of last year that everybody loved the the lighthouse and and uh uh what was that stupid one that i hated yeah the the (laughs) pagan one yeah Oh, uh, uh, midsummer. Yeah, midsummer. I, I, this, I, I would place above those be, because it, it balances. It still is that smart horror with with the the combination of imagery and filmmaking and story, but it all it's also approachable. It doesn't. It never once feels pretentious. <laughs> Not once. This is it's it's still one hundred percent approachable. It's it's very watchable but it's also very, very smart and very well made. Um, I'm, I'm right there with Matt because I think, and this might but just be that it's been a bad year for movies and I finally get one that, that like blows me away. It has really been a bad <laughs> right. year for So this could be like a little overreaction of, oh my God, finally a fantastic movie for this year. Uh, but I'm right there with Matt. I think it deserves the A+, so I'm at a 9.5 as well. All right. Final score of 9.17. Uh, we'll do a quick little game of this or that. These are a lot of good movies, guys. This or Jojo Rabbit? Have I still seen. haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> Neither of you have. <laughs> Off to a great start. Oh, my God. 
Uh, this or Hot Fuzz? Hot this. Fuzz. This or Mystic River? This. This. This or Little Shop of Horrors? Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> I mean, they're both very different movies. But... This, even though I gave that a 10. I hate you. This or Wind River? This. Ah, uh, this. Hell or High Water? I have Hell or High that. Water. Uh, the Green Mile. The Ooh, Green Mile. this. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. This. This. Last one we'll do Jaws. <laughs> uh, Jaws. I that's <sighs> again that's very different of, uh, movies. I think I think nostalgia tells me to yeah. to to go Jaws, but I think this is a better made movie. Yeah. I would probably agree with that. Yeah. All right. So again, guys, nine point one seven for his house. Join us next week when is it Steve's pick or is it my pick? I don't know. I have no idea. Let me uh, let me do that real quick. I, uh, so yes. Anyway, join us next week. In the meantime, go to our website moviereviewcrew.com. I believe it's my pick. All right. So uh, I will have a pick next week. Uh, anything else, guys? That'll be it. All right, someone in the show. Tell your friends. Let's go. But inconspicuously. Through the window. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Okay, that's it. Where you guys? I'm going home. Game over, man. Game over. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Good night. And good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Movie Review Crew. Remember to like us and find us on any of your favorite social media platforms, as well as go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.